Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast. I pray that as you listen to this message, the Lord might work wonders in your life, that you may see your life transform from one realm of glory to another in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible speaking in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things passed away. Behold, all things are become new. In light of this word, many times when the children of God give their lives to Christ, many are not quick to understand the depth of it and to understand how much of a difference they have entered into by being hidden in Christ. And they continue to move and associate themselves at times if they are not in the right place with the things that they did before and they live trying to prove to God by all means that indeed they are transformed. Yet ideally the scripture here says if anyone be in Christ, the moment you receive Christ, the understanding and in the eyes of the Lord, you are already new. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is walk in understanding that he sees you in a different way. You are a child of God. You know, Romans 8.1 tells us there is therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. As long as you have given your life to Christ, everything about you transforms uh, immediately. There are certain things in the natural which might look like they are not happening right away, but you have already entered into a certain heritage in Christ. And even if there are certain things that you did in the past that could condemn you or that could bring you issues, they are easily thwarted and you might never even see judgment for some of those things, however grievous they might be. I had a story of uh, uh, Gypsy Smith so many years ago, so many decades ago, uh, who was an evangelist and was sharing about how a certain guy who came into one of his meetings. So uh, this guy was uh, was a bit heavy. Okay, uh, he had done quite a number of of things uh, to his boss, and. Uh, so he listened to his message. The message was too good uh, to be true, but uh, well, he was scared to give his life to Christ because he felt like he needed to first repent. Uh, and because he had stolen uh, uh, quite uh, uh, thousands of, of dollars, so he, he came and contacted uh, Gypsy Smith after, this, after the meeting and asked him whether he would actually be ex- accepted into the house of God. Then Gypsy Smith told him, you know what, there is nothing on this earth that heaven cannot heal. So, in as much as you have told that you stole $10,000 from your boss in the past, all you have to do is accept Christ and everything else will be forgotten. So, this guy walked away, but he, he, he went thinking and he didn't know how he was going to get out of this thing 
because he wanted to receive Christ but he felt like the fact that he had this debt this thing that he had committed it was going to continuously hound him and it would always drag him down so when he went back home it's a thing that kept him awake, uh, awake at night so the following day because of his conviction he decided to go and face his boss so he uh, entered uh, the boss's office and told him you know what boss uh, you know uh, i was at uh, gypsy smith's meeting yesterday so the boss told him and so this guy was talking about uh, the blessings and all the rigmarole and all, all the stuff that that happened so, uh, so the boss asked him, uh-huh, so did you give your life to Christ? Because I heard that anyone who attends these meetings gives his life to Christ. So this guy told him, no. And the boss was like, no, it's, uh, so, so what are you doing here? You don't benefit me in any way. So this guy was like, no, it's actually the reason why I've come to you. You know, when I went to his meeting, the word that he spoke convicted me. And I was unable to give my life to Christ because of some of the things that I've been doing to you. You know what? Over the years, I have stolen $10,000 from you. And it's because of that conviction that I couldn't give my life to Christ. So I decided to first come and tell you, and regardless of your decision, I'll accept it. All I want to do at the moment is to receive Christ. So the boss told him, you know what? You know that I can actually throw you into prison by what you have told me? And the most shocking bit is that just the other day we had a board meeting and we had accepted that we are going to promote you because you have showed over the years that you're one of my most trusted employees. So this gentleman said, regardless of your decision, I don't mind. I am willing to go to prison because I know the weight is off me. And I have chosen to follow Christ. So if I'm to praise him in prison for the rest of my life, so be it. But all I needed to do was remove this thing off my chest and now enter into this place. So the boss told him, you know what? Well, you've sealed your fate, so you're going to the penitentiary. So this guy told him, ah, well, well and good. As this guy was now... Uh, turning to get out of the room. The boss told him, you know what, on second thought, I'm not going to send you there. What I'm going to do, I'm going to actually approve your promotion so that your salary is increased and with your increase, you're able to pay me back what you stole from me. Glory to God. So this guy ran out of the office that even forgot his jacket and his hat which he had entered with looking for Gypsy Smith. And he, he told him, you can't believe what the boss has done for me. I went and confessed, and instead he promoted me and even increased my salary. And to, 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 to make it even better, he told me I can take the day off because I have received Christ. Glory to God. This is something that blessed me so much because, you see, Many times, when certain people have gone through certain things, they feel like they are irredeemable. 
and they are going to run further and further away from the Lord. And because they don't know any better, they find themselves even in a deeper ditch. And they don't know even how to get out of there. You see, when we are exposed to the revelation of Christ, there is something that is going to cleanse us. And there is something that is going to wash us, regardless of how dirty you might think you are. You're always going to be made clean. And even the things that you did in the past, they do not matter anymore. Because the scripture says, if any be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are gone and everything is become new. So if, let's say, you were a thief in the past, you're not. It doesn't matter whether you still struggle with certain things. It doesn't matter because there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. You're now after the Spirit. Even in the, natu- in the natural, however long it might take for you to come out of that situation, however hard it might take for you, for as long as you have taken that decision in your heart of hearts, as long as you are now moving in the revelation of Christ and seeking to know Christ, you are always going to be vindicated and you're always going to be redeemed by the revelation of God that is going to enter your life. And that is what is going to give you the posterity. That is what is going to give you that inheritance of the eternal life that you so desire. You know the scripture in Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 which says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your seed might live. It's all dependent on you making that decision. You choose the kind of path that you want to follow and indeed you are going to see it. You see, the the, the sad bit is that uh, even when some people have received Christ over time, they still struggle with some of these things that they uh, went through. Uh, so many years ago or some of the decisions that they made so it kind of prevents them from going ahead but what are you conscious of and what limits do you put on the revelation of God and how do you think our God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ looks at you you think he's there to condemn you What kind of spirit have you gotten? For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So if you are a child of God, why don't you let your mind be consumed by the consciousness that you belong and you are a part of this family of Jesus Christ. You you see, in in everything that you do and in every moment that you find yourself in a situation where the past is trying to drag you down, say, no, this is not who I am. 
<laughs> this is not who I am. I have the mind of Christ. And because I have the mind of Christ, I no longer move by the flesh. I am vindicated by the Lord. Many times, when we constantly say and speak these things over our lives, we see the transformation happen. And men shall know that indeed, there is certain aspect of the Godhead in you that will be evident to all. The word tells us uh, that God calls those things which are not as though they were. That's in uh, Romans uh, 4.17. Even if you're struggling with something, just say, I'm holy. I am holy. I am rich. It doesn't matter what your situation is. Stand on the promises of God. Stand on the promises that have been bestowed unto you. You know, when the Bible tells us in Ephesians that, that the Lord predestined us unto himself for adoption for the good, the Lord predestined us unto himself for the good pleasure of his will. If it is the good pleasure of his will, what kind of will do you think he has for you? And what do you think is that thing that gives pleasure to the Lord? You think his pleasure is in seeing you uh, live in sorrow and wallowing in all kinds of fear, regret, and in, in a ditch? That is not who you are. That is not what you are meant to be in for the rest of your life. Lift yourself up. Look at what promises have been bestowed ahead of you. But you see, for you to be in position to enter into that place, you are supposed to reach a place where you are conscious of who you are in Christ. You have this understanding of what the Lord wants for you. That is the only way that you are not going to limit the Lord. That is the only way that you're not going to turn back and say, oh, no, I don't think the Lord is able to do this for me. That is the thing that happened to the children of, of Israel. Uh, the scripture in Psalm 78 verse 41 says, yeah, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You can imagine. These are people who walked in the wilderness and they saw the Lord do incredible things, yet at a certain point they were like, oh, no, I don't think the Lord is able to do this. Really? The Lord who would make things appear from nowhere and, you're, and later on you, you turn back and you tempt God and limit the Holy One of Israel? You know, the scripture tells us in Isaiah 48 verse 21, and they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He clave the rock also and the waters gushed out. You can imagine waters were gushing out of the rock. It reminds me of how, you remember in, in Genesis, the story of Hakka, how she is moving with her son Ishmael and the boy is thirsty 
and from and from uh, and, and she cries out unto the Lord and boom. Uh, a, a spring is before her and the boy was able to quench his thirst. We cannot limit the Holy One of Israel. We cannot limit our God. And we cannot make certain things uh, that are seemingly hard for us in the natural. We cannot make them look so big for the Lord and we think they are beyond, uh, uh, beyond redeemable. What what situation are you going through? What is that thing that you are battling with? It doesn't matter whether you are judged by people. It doesn't matter who is looking at you. The only thing that you are supposed to do is look. Look at the Lord. Look at the Lord. You remember in the Acts of the Apostles? Uh, uh, Acts chapter uh, chapter 3 uh, and Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. What did John say? Look. There is something that happens when you look. <laughs> you look at the anointing. There is something that is going to light in the inside of you when you look at God. When you are exposed to this light, the only light that gives you eternal life, every aspect of your life transcends from one realm of glory to another. And that should be your portion for the rest of your life. That's why when Jacob encountered this, he became a nation. The scripture in Isaiah 9, 8 tells us, And the Lord spoke a word unto Jacob and lighted upon Israel. By that encounter where he wrestled with the angel of the Lord, he received <laughs> something. He received something that transformed him and that transformed the nation of Israel. What is that thing that you want to see for you? And what is that thing that you want to see manifest in your life? It doesn't matter what you are going through. It doesn't matter the situation. Are you willing to adjust your train of thought? And look at the Lord. Each one of us has something that we are 
mandated to do. Each one of us has a talent. We have a purpose that we are supposed to fulfill. You see, I, I was listening to T.L. Osborne and uh, he, he was talking about, you see, how uh, the times when people have said that uh, in case uh, in case uh, s- someone maybe doesn't do something for the Lord, the Lord is going to get someone else to to replace them. But, but, but you see, he said, in as much as that is partially true, but there are certain things that are not going to be done. If you don't do what you're mandated to do. Because every one of us has been given something that we are supposed to do. Every one of us. So it's sometimes it's not necessarily about you failing, then the Lord replaces someone. No. At times it's 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 the Lord in, um, it's the Lord extending someone's uh for lack of a better word, someone's dominion into that area where you failed. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it was their primary place. So they are doing something and then uh, because for you failed, they also come and cover up here. You remember in the in the word of God, in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 25, uh, if if I if if I'm to get it, I think from verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents and likewise he that had received two he also gained other two but he that had received one went and dug in the earth and hid his lord's money after a long time the lord of those servants cometh and reconneth with them and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying lord thou delivered Unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Then his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And I'm not going to uh, go further. I'm reading further. But if you read further, you realize that the man who buried his master's talent because he deemed that his master was shrewd and ripped where he did not sow. The Lord says, take away his talent and give it to this guy, the guy who had ten already. Like seriously. The man called the Lord shrewd that he rips where he hasn't sold. We can equate it to someone who has blatantly refused to do what they are mandated to do. Because you think if you fail, the Lord is going to flog you. 
you think if you don't do certain things that are seemingly right you're going to be beaten to pulp you think that's how the lord is if the lord has had mercy on sinners and people who are seemingly lost for as long as they just show up in front of him he's going to look at them from the eyes of love how about you who is trying what limit do we put on these things and how do you want to be looked at by the lord You remember the story of uh, the woman caught uh, in adultery John chapter 8 She is brought before the Lord and they ask the Lord uh-huh the law of Moses says that whoever is found in adultery is supposed to be stoned to death And what does the Lord say Let he who is without sin be the first to to throw stone hmm. Which kind of God do we know? Because the Bible tells us that we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. So we are supposed to come boldly unto the throne of grace. It doesn't matter how hard it is for as long as you move with the consciousness that i am moving with the lord and i am going to do this thing for the lord you are going to make it just because you have failed in certain things does not mean that you don't have the wisdom of god keep on moving and indeed whatsoever you desire shall manifest and men shall know that indeed the hand of god is upon your life Don't let certain limitations drag you down and don't let things that happened to the uh, happened to you in the past be things that define you. Be defined by who the Lord looks at uh, uh, by, by who you are in Christ and how the Lord looks at you. Uh Colossians 1:12 tells us that we give thanks unto him because it's him who has qualified us. to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light and you know that indeed we received that translation from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his, of his dear son his name is love what is that one thing that you are battling with and what is that thing that you want to see maybe you are wondering how your life would be if you exposed yourself more uh, with the lord or even when you let's say born again but you kind of want to remain at the bank of the river like uh, no 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 for me i'm comfortable for as long as i'm able to enter heaven This is enough for me so you're not going to even search deeper to understand even greater mysteries in the kingdom of heaven 
cannot limit the Holy One of Israel. We cannot limit the anointing of God. And we cannot move just around in circles thinking that that is all that we are meant to do. Search deeper. You have a greater role and you are much bigger than you think you are. You think the Lord put you on this earth to be merely dominated and toppled over by the world and let systems of the world come and put you down? You'll be amazed by some of the things that are happening in the world at the moment and so many things that have been covered that are now acceptable. Things that are talked about freely in mainstream media, things that are shown to us in the movies, uh, in our communities. And there's no guilt whatsoever. Nothing. People lost their uh, I'm looking for the right word to say. I'm looking for the Okay, I'll get back to it. But the world, as, 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 we, as we see it, is moving into more and more perilous times. And if we are still afraid to make certain decisions for the Lord, if we are still afraid to make a stand and, 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 and be a mark, in times like this, then we shall continue to wallow in the back benches. There is one thing of you merely calling yourself, ah, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. But there is the other thing where you actually step into the deep ends. That's why the scripture says, I love those that love me, and those that seek me shall find me. You continue to seek you go further. Discover what you are meant to do. Discover what you are mandated to do. And let that be your drive in Christ Jesus. And believe you me, you'll be like someone who dreams. And people shall flow unto you to look at the wonderful things that the Lord has done for you. Don't let things define you. Things that you have battled with. Things that people have said about you. And things that the world would find laughable about you. You, th you think the Lord would be laughing at you? The Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 9. I am the door, and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. It's only by the Lord Jesus Christ that you are going to see that pasture. There is nothing on this earth 
that can ever put you at that point of satisfaction. Uh, there is nothing. As long as it's independent of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's always temporal. Whatever you do, do it through the door that ushers you into the deeper realms of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter the noble cause. Do it through, through him. I started with the story of Gypsy Smith about that, that gentleman. I know of people are in certain situations because of certain things that you did in the past you're put in a cage and and you are unafraid to make certain decisions because of the level of sacrifice that you have to make before you enter into this into this rest but one thing i can tell you is the, the bible tells us in Psalms 34 verse 8, that test and see that the Lord is good. How about you just test? You can never learn how to swim if you don't jump into the water. You can never. And for all these things that have been bestowed and promised unto us, we look at them literally or we actually search them and see to it that they manifest in our lives because God is not man that he is he may lie to you all his promises are yes and amen if indeed he says there is no condemnation to him who is in Christ then there is none so who are you to look at yourself like you're unworthy who are you And the most amazing thing is <laughs> this thing even works for people who are not even born again. As long as you're seeking Christ or oh, you want to encounter God, you're going to encounter him. I had a story of uh, a certain lady uh, a few years ago who attended a meeting uh, by, by Prophet Elvis. Uh, it was a point of contact meeting. So she came with a point of contact she just came out of, uh, 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 I think, out of the bar and joined the meeting. And she came and she, uh, we, uh, and when she saw all people excited about point of contact, she said that for her, all she wants is to get a boyfriend because she had kind of been out of, uh, out of the game for a while. So the prophet blesses the congregation and everyone leaves. And within weeks, uh, she, she was in the bus still, uh, but now she had encountered the guy, and she was telling people, "Ah, you know, that man is powerful." I attended this meeting, and I and I and and when he was praying for people, I told the Lord, "I want to also be blessed and I get a boyfriend." And well, he is the guy, and the guy was of course there, uh, smiling smugly. For as long as you knock on the door, regardless of who you are. The Lord is always going to welcome you. 
the Lord is always going to welcome you. But then, when you enter in, what next? Learn to search deeper. And learn to constantly seek these things which are given unto us of the Lord. That we may walk worthy of him and being fruitful in all our endeavors. And now, like I said, in times like this, we cannot be joking about certain things. We have a huge role to play as we draw near and nearer to the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the word of God in Zechariah 1.17 says, My cities through prosperity shall spread abroad. And over the years, the church has been put at the back in regards to finances and I've tried as much as possible to make the church as poor as possible. And even when someone tries to rise up and, and they have money, people are quick to judge and like, why don't you give this money to the poor? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And because of that, so many people have been made afraid to even stand out and do certain things. And it has limited our work as the body of Christ. Yet, the more we stand on the sidelines, the more we see the agendas of the world take over more and more things. But the Lord Jesus Christ is supposed to come for a church in dominion. A church that is ahead. The Lord is not going to find a defeated church. In everything that you are doing, what is your end? And what is that one thing that you want to see manifest? Do not let the things that are seemingly acceptable in the world govern you. We are governed by a higher identity, a higher revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, that you move, how about you ask the Lord what his purpose is in your life and what role you are supposed to play in times like this. Just uh, uh, just a few hours ago, I received a WhatsApp from someone who was, who shared uh, with me how in Spain the discussions of allowing teenagers uh, 16, 17 to to carry out abortion even without the consent of their parents. And well, apparently they are now old enough to make decisions on their own. And uh, there was a movie which was on Netflix uh, I, I think it premiered last month 
called cuties where there were kids 11 12 and they were doing all kinds of adult stuff <laughs> you can imagine and now pedophilia is there in front of us I just read about it what is that what what is that thing that we are supposed to make it's because so many of us have stood and have let other people take over certain things so we are running on their agenda it's because because of certain things people have decided to accept things as they are and have decided to accept the status quo because of your past you've chosen ah no this is who i am i know the lord is not going to accept me so you stay how how, how you are how about you seek the lord and enter into that place and ask the lord This is something that I did in the past. Maybe all that I have acquired, I acquired it the wrong way, but I want to see you. Why don't you be like that man who met Gypsy, who met Gypsy Smith? Test the Lord and see if you're going to lose everything. Maybe your role is to spread the kingdom of God. You know the scripture tells us that the Lord will give us the treasures of darkness in Isaiah. Okay. In all that I wanted to say today, one thing that is very important that you should go with regardless of what you are struggling with and regardless of how everything seemingly looks distorted around you for as long as you are seeking the Lord and for as long as you are continuously knocking to understand deeper and deeper of the revelation of God the hand of God is there to hold you and the Lord is going to hug you and bring you closer until your purpose is fulfilled on this earth because slowly by slowly you are going to be refined until you see to it whatsoever you desire to receive in the mighty name of Jesus may that be your portion do not stand still and think that you are irredeemable because the Lord is so faithful and wants to welcome you always. May the Lord bless you.